Welcome to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop, the podcast where we help you harness your intuition, your personal power, so that you can live a magical life. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Moonday Mystic and I'm so excited to introduce to you today to Sunday Phillips. Sunday is an educator and lifestylist in the art and science of living in rhythm. Strongly influenced by her diverse heritage, Sunday sources inspiration from a multitude of artistic styles and modalities. Her love and ongoing relationship with music, dance, Pilates, yoga, holistic nutrition, and astrology has provided a dynamic foundation of powerful techniques for practical applications and enduring wisdom. The accumulation of her extensive studies and personal practice has become a way of life that Sundays describes as living in rhythm. Born in Colorado to a culturally rich family with deep roots in service, Sunday brings creative arts and healing to life through personalized practices that calibrate the core, enhance self-awareness, and harmonize with life's cyclical nature, Sunday's uplifting and visionary approach to integrative movement and embodied wellness has successfully motivated her loyal clients to new levels of health, vitality, and personal fulfillment. Yay! Welcome, Sunday. Thanks so much for having me. It's so good to have you here. I, I wanted to have this conversation about astrology for 2024. And I just knew it had to be you. So Mm -hmm. I'm so glad. Oh, and then there's the fireworks for those (laughs) watching the video. (laughs) It's so weird. But um, I'm just so grateful for you to be here. And just for the people listening, um, Sunday is truly a student of everything that she does. And she is, to me, like the quintessential teacher that walks the walk and applies what she teaches to other people. And that's how I know that someone's a good teacher. It's like, are they happy? Like, would you want to live the life that they're living? And do they practice what they preach? And I say, check, check, mm. check to Sunday. <laughs> Give thanks. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, yes it's so an honor. Is- it's an Ooh. honor to be here. I love your work as well. And yeah, we've been this is such a great time for this conversation because the upcoming year is packed full of goodness. So there's okay. a lot going on in the next okay. couple years and so yeah, I would love to be able to share this information with folks so they can manage their experience the best of, to the best of their ability, you know. Yeah, totally. And so we talked a little bit before this recording, and this is this because there is a lot of information for those listening. We're going to do this in two parts. So we're recording it at one part, but we're going to give you guys like a big chunk today. And then next week, you can tune in. And after you've digested sort of the first bit of information, we'll bring in the rest just so because it's a lot. It's a lot to, it's a to lot. sort of process exactly. in a short amount of time. One thing I do want to say too is that in in sharing the work today and sharing the information, I really am hoping to give little tidbits and things that will help everyone be able to apply this to their own personal life. So we'll have like the collective story and then we also have the personal story. And no matter how studied you are in astrology, this is hopefully going to give you some insight into maximizing it without feeling overwhelmed. I mean, that is really, I consider myself an educator first and foremost, even though I love sharing and giving readings and doing sessions with folks. 
I'm interested in education and helping people apply it for their own experience rather than just being told and projected onto as far as like the things that are happening. Because I think that's really important when it comes to astrology. I agree. I think it's very important when it comes to all of these technologies is to be able to actually use them and not just be a (laughs) perpetual just information gathering. It's like, how do we synthesize it and actually work with it uh, and these archetypes and these themes in our life. So is there, speaking of themes, like, is there a broad theme to 2024? Like, what would you say the broad theme might be? That's such a great question. So I think the big message is really about, we're putting together everything that we've experienced and, and gathered and learned about ourselves and how we want to be in this world that's it, it's that's been influenced over the last f- three or four years basically we've, we've it doesn't take an astrologer to recognize that we are living in a profound and you know evolutionary time it's especially since basically I I kind of mark the end of December like Christmas December 2020, 2019 into 2020 as some pivotal moments in giving us information and insight that the world that we live in is transforming and changing and what is that what do we do what does that look like for us as individuals and so 2024 looks to me as a culmination of these lessons and how we're going to really start to apply what we've learned and in starting to build the future that we want to see because there's been a lot of breaking down and there's going to be some more but I feel like there's a lot of building back up like what are the pieces and the parts that we want to continue on to and, and build upon moving into the future so it's really a culmination of the of the education and inspiration that we've gathered over the last three or four years is there going to be any, before I let you get in further, is there going to be any momentum gathering? I feel like um, when I'm with my clients lately, a lot of people have been saying, I feel stuck. Like I feel like I, there's not that momentum, that push forward, and they're starting to get uncomfortable. Is I'm just curious oh, I'm if there's so, any relief. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that. Yes. In fact, it starts on like Christmas or New Year's. New Year's Eve, the 30th into New Year's Eve is um, Mark's Jupiter going direct and then Mercury goes direct on the 1st of January, which I feel like we're kind of being slingshot. There's going to be like a slingshot project, you know, projecting into 2024 that will we'll start to feel some momentum picking up and moving forward because we've had a, a lot of planets retrograding over this since around August or September of 2023. And so a lot of things are moving forward and the beginning of January. So I think that's going to help that feeling of being stuck. Yeah. So that new year, new you kind of trope, like, you know, the people say it actually feels like that maybe the astrology is aligned to help kind of push some of these objectives forward as opposed to it just being a platitude. I think so. I really do. And so it's, uh, I think that also part of it too is knowing when things are in that stage where they feel like they're stuck or that we're not moving as much in the forward motion as we can to really honor it. That's what I call the living in rhythm rather than trying to force things through and get things done. Like take these last few days, these last couple weeks of, of December and moving into the beginning of January to take your time and get your little ducks in a line and, you know, so that you can really ride that wave into making progress and, and movement into the next year. 
Nice. So I'll stop asking questions for a minute. Why don't you dive into like what, like, I'm not sure what sequence, how you want to approach this whole year. So how, how are we going to slice it up? So for one, I'd like to just say this, that like some of my main focus, so I'll, I'll talk about the planets and I love talking about all of the astrology, but for those of you that aren't so in, in, you know, so educated on astrology as of yet, if you're still just learning, the best ways of focusing on these rhythms and these cycles is by tuning into the sun and the moon and the seasons. And so in in our conversation, I definitely want to hit on the, the eclipses, obviously. They're huge. They're a big part of, of our transformation every year, but especially this year if you're in the United States or in North, North America because we have some potent eclipses happening that will actually be able to be seen from the states, which is pretty unique. We had one in October. And so we're going to have, we're going to have another one in April. And, um, it's, it's just a big, I always tell everybody like the best that you can do in the, in the concept and the idea, my philosophy around living in rhythm is really about tuning into yourself for one core calibrating yourself and your center of gravity and your presence, and then being able to tune into the rhythms of the sun and the moon, because they're the most they're the ones that we can observe the most effectively on a regular and consistent basis. And in fact, the the moon is one of the biggest tracking tools that we've had as humankind, you know, since if you track it all, you know, that's what they used to use to, to tell time. And so it's really besides the sun, the sun and the moon are our ways that we, tr- we track time and space and allow ourselves to understand where we are within the cycle of things. So if you're just if you're just getting into it, I highly recommend observing these cycles. Observe the sun as it we as we approach the solstice. It's go, the light's coming back in the northern hemisphere, so you're going to see, you're going to experience and witness and have a visceral experience of the actual light coming back to fullness to, as it creeps towards summer, and then it wanes back towards winter. And so this is this is very much like a big view of the of the moon is this the wax and the wane. And so it happens with the sun. It happens once a month with the moon. And so, yes, there are these big transits that occur within the planetary alignments. There's also these daily things. And I feel like that's what keeps us grounded and present is when we really tune in to, to the moment. And, and that's the best way, like, cause some of this stuff, I, I'll, I'll be straight up. Some of the astrology is, it's deep. It's big. And transits we haven't seen for years, for decades, some of them for hundreds of years. And so it's really a powerful time to be alive. And it can be overwhelming. The best way to balance that out is by coming back to the present and like sun and the moon and me. <laughs> that's the way I look at it, you know? Okay. That's a great tip. And that's, that's a way that's very manageable. And like you said, I love, you can track it in the sky. You can see the moon changing into the phases. Um, that's a great tip, especially for people that start are starting out. Awesome. And so we, it's kind of cool because so this, you know, as we record this, we're creeping towards the winter solstice in the, in the Northern hemisphere. And that is like, you know, the, the days are getting darker, 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 longer, or, you know, the night is longer as we hit that moment then we'll start to see the light return. And the last, uh, there's a full moon, basically the last full moon of 2023 occurs on the day after Christmas, the 26th of December. And it's really powerful because in 2019, so I'll say this too, that like a lot of what's really fun 
for me is to look at past, present, and future and sort of see the evolution of, you know, where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. So that's kind of how I pace and track it as well. Well, we had an eclipse happen on December 25th in 2019. And again, as I said before, that is like a pivotal moment where I feel like that eclipse that happened on Christmas day in 2019 really sparked off a lot of transformation and change, especially in my life. But I think it's happens with, you know, when I've talked with others and my clients, it's happening for a lot of us. And so, you know, one of these things I would say for you is to, as I drop some of these dates and this information, regardless of whether or not you know your chart or have your chart, you can look back to your life and see what was I, what was my focus at that time and space? What was I thinking about? Or what were some of the main highlights of the, of things that were going on in my life at that point? And then you can use that as a, as a point, as a mile marker, so to speak, to, to sort of see, okay, that's where I was. Where am I now? How am I managing that? And how do I want to move forward from what I've learned? You know, so this is, again, it's like tracking time and space by looking at where you've been, being present in the moment, and then setting intentions as to where you're going. And so that was a big, if you kind of, and that's a, that's a recurring theme for sure in the next, these, again, it'll come up with the eclipses, but these, these moments in, in time with, if you look at December 25th, 2019, there was, that was an eclipse moment that set off some sort of seed that w- that you've been working on in, in your own personal evolution. And you might begin to sort of see how that point to now has um, just where you've evolved, where you've grown, where you maybe haven't grown since then, mm. you know, um, because the big, big, big to do is Pluto. Pluto is such a big story in our lives right now. And it has been, you may have even heard about Pluto going retrograde or Pluto going into Aquarius for the first time in 250 years. It went in last year or 2023, basically. And so it hit zero degrees Aquarius for the first time in, since the American Revolution, basically. And it was there for a few months. It was like March through... I'm sorry, I think it was March. I should have looked at that date. But March through June, and then it retrograded back into Capricorn. So really potent things going on in January. It starts off on January 20th. Pluto is going to be at its last degree, its final moments of Capricorn. It's 29 degrees Capricorn, for those of you that know your charts. So at 29 degrees Capricorn, Pluto will join with the sun at 29 degrees Capricorn on the 20th of January. And this will be the last time these two celestial bodies join forces in the sign of Capricorn for another 250 years. It'll be the last time. And it hasn't actually, it's the second time it's been here since 1777. So as you can see, it's already like we're already at this point really pivotal moment of finishing. And one, I'm like I said, with the past, present, future, in every sign, there's a beginning, middle, end. In every season, there's a beginning, middle, and end. For everything, turn, 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 right? So <laughs> it always comes back to music to you guys. But so the thing mm-hmm. is, is uh, we're at that 29 degree. It's the finishing. It's the end of the phase. And so we are, we're in this moment where we're finishing up 
a, coll- a collective cycle that's been occurring since 2008. Hmm. Right. So again, you can look at your life. What were what were some of the pivotal things in my that I was experiencing that I was focusing on in my life in t- 2008? How has that theme threaded through my experience over these last 20 some years, you know, almost 20 years? Yeah. Well, sorry to interrupt you, but when I think of 2008, I think about that election that we had in 2008 that was like a revolutionary presidency. It sure was. Exactly. And on top of that, we had the big financial crash. Some people that comes to first Mm -hmm. first in their mind is that there was a major financial crash that occurred in 2008, started in March of 2008 when Pluto went into Capricorn for the first time in some 200 years. And Capricorn, we tell people why that's significant. Yes, in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Yes, so Capricorn is basically uh, it's the sign of structure, foundation, authority, governments, careers. It's it's. I always think of it's the bones. It's the bare bones of life, society, our reality. It's really our building block. Th- those are sort of like the. Ooh, Capricorn. But the other thing I want to tell you about Capricorn is that it's a th- it's a striver. It's striving to succeed and excel. It's the mountain climbing goat or the sea goat. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all about reaching the top of the mountain. It's about climbing and having a victorious, you know, like a leadership moment, a crowning glory sort of thing. So, and you know, the way I look at it is that Pluto, as a planet, at the esoteric. Energy, the archetypal energy of of Pluto is all about transformation and evolution. I I one of my teachers is Jeffrey Wolf Green from Evolutionary Astrology, so I've I've got a lot of study in Pluto. It's amazing. I think of it as an evolutionary pathway. When you look at Pluto, it's it puts you in positions or it applies pressure in ways that will actually help you to grow and evolve and transform yourself on a cellular level is the way I like to say it. Mm. It's your soul's transformation. And so it's it's very much it can be like a metamorphosis. It's it's when I think of Pluto, I think of the butterfly and the metamorphosis and how the caterpillar totally has to dissolve into the chrysalis to be reconfigured into something new, which every time Pluto goes through a sign, that's what it does. It goes through a metamorphosis of dissolving and reconfiguring in order to, to reconfigure and transform into something new. So it's powerful. So are you saying, just so that I'm tracking, that something regarding all of these structures and systems started in 2008 and now it's completing in January 20th of this year and and we're and that's on a broad level but then also we can see how those themes maybe have transpired within ourselves. That's right. That's it, Kelly. Okay. Yes. Okay. And the other way to think of it too is it's like so there's always this like weird in between time so like it does begin and there's not a like a clear you know, so yeah, there's not like a light switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not direct on and off. So you're going to have, we're going to have remnants of, of it still going on. And the, what I would say about this too, is that Pluto is one of those things that like, the perfect example is this is like after 2020 and everybody started get, going through the lockdown, that was a huge Pluto moment. Pluto and Saturn joined forces for the first time together in since 1500s mind-blowing in the sign Mm -hmm. of Capricorn. But the thing that was interesting is that they basically, 
there's this part of time when, when everybody was like, I kept hearing everybody say like, I want to get back to normal. I want to get back to normal. When's it getting back to normal? And it's like, we're never going back to normal. In fact, I think there's some new movie that the Obamas put out that they say that like, oh, we're, we got to get back to normal. It's like, there is no normal because we're recreating and reconfiguring. So the butterfly can't go back to being a caterpillar. It just won't. Right. And so, but what you'll find is that some, it, the Pluto really brings up our grace in this. Like, how graceful have you been in your transformation? How much have you been holding on to some of those old structures or ideas or belief systems that are maybe, you know, keeping you back from your own evolutionary process? And that's that's really going to come up in the next, as we see Pluto going into Aquarius, you're going to, you might feel some of these places where we were holding on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that actually wasn't, un- that wasn't realistic to hold on to that. And now I really have to let it go. It might be painful, you know, or it might just be really graceful. It's it's kind of up to us on how we choose to ride and surf these waves. <laughs> Is there anything that you can, I don't want to put you in a position to predict, but like, how will we know at a more United States glo- like level <laughs> that things are are wrapping up and like what that is like what would be indicators I mean because I don't want to be like a, a fear monger yeah but like, me is neither this like, is this like a collapse of a financial system is this like I mean like are those so the there are some other things? astrological alignments that suggest that there could be a collapse of the financial system um oh, to be okay. to be real there are and we'll get to that that's the, the Jupiter conjunct oh. Uranus Okay. Um, in Taurus. Didn't mean to jump ahead. I know, exactly. Well, good. No, but you're, no, but the Pluto does have to do with that as well. And what is interesting about this is it's sort of like the way that I look at it is that um, on a long term basis, this is like a, a long term, this is a, a yearly, a uh, multiple year transformation. And so I really don't think that we're going to see a lot of the residuals until like 2027, 20, 28, 29, maybe even 2030, where we're going to like be whew, dusting ourselves off like, whew, that was a pretty good, whew, you know, we made it. And so we're going to have little sets of those where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. great. You know, but the, I'm I'm not a surfer. <laughs> I live in the mountains. But in my mind, I'm a big wave surfer of the cosmos. And it is like we are we are riding the biggest waves of our lives. And these are just – this is a huge set that's coming in. And so we'll kind of have some waves that come through that we're going to be maneuvering and balancing and working through. And then we'll have a little breather. And then we'll have another big wave cycle come through. And so – for me, it's more again about like, okay, when things get overwhelming and and out of, you know, as things start shifting and changing around me, the way that I find the grace and the balance is by using my embodiment practice, by using my breath work, by using my centering and presentness, my meditation and my focus to bring me to the moment and go, you know, back to this like, okay, everything's okay with me. This is what's going on. I, I keep coming back to like the serenity prayer is like grant me the serenity mm-hmm. to accept the things I cannot change, change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. It's totally my mantra right now because there are certain things that are going to feel really accessible and certain things that are going to feel overwhelming as we watch the world transform. And again, it's like it's happening right now. You know, if you look, I like I get in my little center gravity bubble and it's like, it's okay here. And then if I start zooming out and thinking about the global world, it's like, there is a lot of thing. There are a lot of things going on 
that are indicating change that we need to change and transform the way we do things on earth, you know? Yeah. I have a question regarding the shadow periods. Is it like the, cause you were saying Pluto comes like this conjunction or whatever is like every 250 years. So does that mean that the shadow periods are longer for those longer kind of planets? And then like with Mercury retrograde, that's like, that's faster moving. It's like a shorter shadow. Is that in correlation with each other? That's a really great way to think about it. Yeah. So it's always like, it's sort of like there's the little like the sun and the moon. They're little cycles. We can see them. You can look up. And then Pluto's this big cycle that we can't, you know, you, yeah, you haven't, mm-hmm. you can't always see the full picture. And so it very much is sort of like that back into like the predicting and the projecting into the future. This mm-hmm. is when it becomes super potent and powerful for us if we're strong enough and we have enough energy and focus in our own embodiment to aim forces. Like it's one of those things where it's like, don't, if you have enough energy and willpower to focus on, to keep your sight on the direction and the way you want to see the world, hold mm-hmm. that space, hold that frequency because you're sort of sending it in through those dark shadowy times into that the light cycle where we can actually use it. Because as things get, you know, like I always think of like if the, as the puzzle pieces get tossed up and everything's landing, you know, you don't want to be running around trying to catch every single piece. You know, it's just like, I'm going to hold the space where I am. You hold the space where you are. They're holding the space where they are. And then it's like I actually find and seek a lot of comfort in the knowing that they're, I'm not the only one doing the work. And I think mm. that that really helps me to harness some of that. Like Again, we're looking for a common thread of like the direction of energy. Where do you want to go? Where do you, what do you want to have an experience of? If you could put your – if you can stay grounded in that through all the transformation. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's takes great fortitude and willpower, but I just the more of us that can do it, and, you know, we're some of us. Sometimes are going to be easier than others, but the more consistent we are in that, the more we're going to start to manifest and build, the in the mm-hmm. way that we want to have you know a collective experience. So, yeah, that well, you're yeah, go ahead. You're reminding me that the card of the year based on the numerology of the year is the strength card so that it like aligns with the numerology the the strength card and it's about this I've been we're going to release some information about it but it's the balance of your wisdom and will it's like Mm. how do you apply your wisdom and your will simultaneously and it sounds like that's what you're saying like your wisdom gives you the direction and your will gives you the fortitude that's beautiful. Be- wisdom and will. And that that speaks to the astrology too. It's so great. Oh, good. Um, yeah, because it's it really is. It is. It's like there's this funny Simpsons episode. I have I always bring pop culture in because it's good. But there's this funny episode, like it's a Halloween episode and everybody's, you know, there's this monster and it's – I don't remember the whole story, but everybody in the town in Springfield is freaking out over this monster. And they end up the, the way that they like defeat the monster is like Lisa starts singing this song. Just don't look, just don't look, you know? And it's like, you obviously don't want to just close your eyes and go blind into the world, but there is this sense of like, is that, where's your focus? Because if you're focusing on the big monsters and the heaviness, you're probably going to have more of an experience of that. It's going to be more in your face, but if you acknowledge it and say, okay, there's that I'm going to focus on this. You know, I see that and I choose to be here. Right. And it that it takes a lot of will. Yeah, yeah. it sure does. It does. Lots of lots mm. of willpower. So, back to this Pluto business. Let's do on it. the tw- the 20th is a big day, January 20th because we have that conjunction of Pluto and the sun coming together in Capricorn for the last time. 
And then for, for in our lifetime, and then within that same day, both Pluto and the sun go into Aquarius, zero degrees Aquarius for the first time. Again, well, actually they were, they were there in the earlier this year, but this is like our second round here since the American revolution, such a powerful time for transformation and change on a collective level. And what I mean by that is Aquarius is it represents the unique within the collective. And so it's very much about being able to be your individual unique self while harmonizing in a collective way. It's Aquarius represents community, humanity. It's, it's very creative and goodwill oriented. It's also very liberating and liberated and it has a rebellious effect. And so a lot of this, we'll get to it when we get to the eclipses, but a lot of this then again, has to do with how am I presenting? How am I representing my presence in this time and space so that I'm harmonic with nature, with my community, with myself, with my, you know, the world at large. And it doesn't mean we all have to get along. It just means we have to acknowledge that everybody's unique and they all, if you're here, you got a right to be here. Mm. And it's really about honoring that and respecting that in ourselves and in one another and like the, our earth community, our universal community. Okay. And how long is it going to be how long is Pluto going to be in Aquarius? Is this the 250 years? Yes. So this is really okay. exciting. So we basically have Pluto will go into Aquarius on the 20th and then it stays in Aquarius through September 1st. Okay. And then it will actually retrograde back into Capricorn at 29 degrees and it goes back, I think, to 28 degrees and it will enter officially Aquarius on November 19th. And then, so it'll be in Aquarius from November 19th of 2024 till March 8th, 2043. Oh, okay. So not 250 years, but a long time. Right. Yeah. So it won't return back to Aquarius for another 250 some years. Oh, I see. So it takes Pluto 250 years to go through the Zodiac and return. And so like a lot of the conversation is you might have heard if you if you're studying astrology is that United States has been having a this kind of answers some of your question earlier too. The United States is having a Pluto return where Pluto has returned to the place it was during the birth of the United States which was just 28 degrees um, Capricorn. And so we've hit these moments in oh, since last since I I want to say March into June of 2023, where United States has really kind of moving, it's evolving from itself. And that's what this Pluto and Aquarius is, is asking us is like, did you, you set this foundation of like what you represent, what you mean, who you are, what your soul's mission is, so to speak. In 1776, we did that as a country collectively. And now we're having a reflection like, are we doing good at this? Are we not? Like, are we living up to the standards we set up for ourselves? You know. Or do the standards even fit anymore? Exactly. It also be a question. That's a great way to say it. Right. Because we have to, we might have outgrown some of these concepts. And, and yes, yeah, so we have to rewrite the script a little bit. And honestly, that was such a great comment because I feel like that's what we're doing is rewriting the script right now. Like, what does it mean to be a human being on earth, let alone an American let alone all these like divisive, you know, or not even, they're not, I mean, they're being used as divisive, but like 
the right, the left, the blue, the red, the, you know, all this stuff. It's like, what does it mean? And is that like, is it, is it harmonic with like the evolution of humanity? Is it helping us grow or are we, you know, fighting each other? Cause that's what we all, if you know your history, Pluto and Aquarius is, was basically during the time of the American revolution where there was, you know, the first mm -hmm. civil war, so to speak. And there's actually remnants of the astrology now that reflect to the American civil war in the 1800s as well. And so wow. it's like, it's kind of heavy, but here's my thing. It's like, again, you can sort of, what I do know about the astrology is that it, it goes in cycles or spirals. We might be in the same place in space to a degree. However, we're not in the same, like we've evolved, we have evolved. And so we have to see like where, what can we learn from and where can we grow from what we've already experienced? It's, I don't think it has to manifest in the way that it has in the past. I think we have a real opportunity right now to change the trajectory of, of, of our, I mean, if I'm an American, so like of our country, right. Of your, of where we live. And so I think it requires though a lot of fortitude and willpower again, like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to acknowledge that I'm a unique individual in this collective experience. And I'm also going to acknowledge that you are, and you are, you know, like we have to work, to find a way where we can all work together. Yeah. It and seems I think like that's we also, the question. It also seems, sorry, um, that we might mm -hmm. have to just be more tolerant of differences. It sounds like that's the call, right? And to see differences as a benefit as opposed to a way to divide or have power over or rank or whatever it is that we're doing. Great word, tolerance. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so the Pluto, like I said, if you can even just look at it in your own life or in your own chart, if you have anything in the zero degrees of Aquarius, Leo, um, Taurus, Scorpio, and yeah, Aquarius, <laughs> Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio are the fixed signs. So if you have anything in the early degrees of this, of these signs, this is going to be influencing you on a little bit more of a personal level because of your astrology chart. You can always find a. You can always do a free chart online. You just free astrology charts. Plug in your thing and and get your degrees if that's something that you're interested in. Um, so it's obviously going to be affecting us on a big collective level. But specifically, if you have the early degrees of these fixed signs, you're you can look at it at your life and and sort of see like you might have a major role to play in this hmm. in this time is. Yeah. And would you look to see what house that is in to see what yes. specific area of your life it would be affecting? Yeah. That's it. Yep, exactly. So it's it's the sign and the degree and the house that we look at to see where does this, you know, and so even if you don't have anything in in those signs, you might, you can look at your chart and say, well, where's my Aquarius? Is it in the sixth house? Is it in the 10th house? What what house does it land in? And, and that will give you insight too as to how to work this next 20 years of your evolutionary process. That's so funny that you say that. I've been saying what I'm feeling like I need to do now is figure out what I want to do for the next 40 years. And it's funny that you say 20 years it just feels like I'm in that kind of like reset. It's like I'm everything's up for audit. And I want to like reset the foundation for the, I, I think I've been saying next 40 years because I'm for like, you know, 40 years old, basically. Um, so it sounds like I'm right on time. 
You're right on time. Living in rhythm is what I say. It's true. <laughs> yes, yes. What's so cool because it, it is, it's one of those things where if you can look at your, you know, the forties are huge. Like if you're in, if you're 40 to 46 or seven, this is a really pivotal time. It's like the, I hate, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like the half-life. It's the Uranus opposite sure. Uranus. And so it really does. It is a really potent time of where, of reflecting of like, okay, what have I achieved and what have I not achieved that I would like to experience? I only, you know, like our common teacher used to say X amount of time, X amount of energy. You know, it's like you only have so much. And so you got to maximize this. And part of that is knowing where you are in time and space. So mm. it's really beautiful too, though, because no matter how old you are or, or where you fall in that, in, in the degrees or the signs of this Aquarius, this Pluto and Aquarius, again, collectively, we're being given an opportunity to enhance our own uniqueness. Mm. And we'll talk about it again when it comes to the eclipses because they're happening in Aries. And it's just, it's a real powerful time for self-love, self-actualization, you know, unapologetically me, just like rising up and, and just like letting your soul shine, being who you are, un- uninhibited, authentic you as much as you can. It's The other thing I would say too is just like, you know, it's, uh, I've had this conversation a lot with people. It's just like, what am I doing, you know, as over these last few years, like, what do I do? What am I doing with my life? Like, how do I be in this world now as it's changing? Because a lot of us are changing our careers or the way we do business or the way we engage. This is all Pluto stuff in, in Capricorn. It's like, what is the structure and the foundation of my, my reality? And what I've been feeling for the bit, what I've really been feeling over these last few years is like, you got to work on you. If ever it was a time to be self-oriented, this is it. This is the time, you know? So obviously if you're called to share a podcast or do a workshop or go out and, you know, you know, if you're being called like wholeheartedly and it's, you know, you're like souls on fire about it, go do it. But if you're uncertain, turn inward, become more self aware, put more time into nurturing who you are because, and learning about yourself, because this is, this is an actual cosmic window where a universe is like, work on this now because I'm going to need you. This is the way I look at it. Like work on it now, because in a couple of years, I'm going to need you to stand up and show and be a, a living proof of what you've become. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Sunday. All right. I'm going to get to work. Get to work. Yeah. And, and, and also no pressure either because it's about your home. It's like, it's about your experience. So like, again, if, if you're being called, do it, but if you're not be okay with being now, like working on, on yourself because on just like the day to day, like I keep saying, it's like the, it's honestly the little things bringing the magic into the mundane instead of like trying to do some grandiose, big scale project. Like it might not be in the flow right now because we're doing so much inner work. Yeah. You know, but if if you're being called, then go for it. But I just feel like right. those people that are sort of grasp if you're grasping, pull back. Right. Well, it makes sense because when you're talking about Capricorn, that is an energy, like you were saying, of driving and striving and like making things happen. And if we're no longer in that space and we're transitioning more to what you were saying, the individual, the uniqueness of Aquarius. I bet more and more people are going to be turning inward. I, I I can name that in a lot of people in my sphere. So it's cool to give it context from what you're saying. Oh, amazing. A lot of, I wondered if it was just because of my age group. You know, most of my friends are in their like mid-30s to mid-40s. Mm-hmm. And that half halfway through your life, 
evaluation, but it sounds like, you know, I'm thinking about it. A lot of my clients that are in their twenties are still having these similar conversations. So it does seem more like a collective movement and reevaluation time and sort of shedding those systems, structures, expectations that might not align with who you really are. 1000%. It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'll say this, that it's been like one of those things. And I, when I reflect, like I said, I feel like 2024 is about like, okay, what, what'd you learn over the, like, we lived, we just lived through a pandemic, like pat yourself on the back. You lived through, you survived the pandemic. If you're listening to this, you survived like a once in a hundred year thing, you know, that occurs. And I mean, hopefully it's once in a hundred years, but like, you know, the point is, is like the, the fact that you survived these last few years and are still here with your heart beating and you're taking deep breaths, like <laughs> amazing. You know, we had to do a lot of adapting and, and yeah. chance and changing and, you know, like a, a lot of, we've lost a lot of people we care about along the way. We've also like gained a lot of new people in our lives. And it's like, who are our allies? Who are the people that really see us for who we are? We're there for us. And like, and who do you see in your life that you know you could be a good ally for? This is definitely a time of like allyship and like connection mm -hmm. and, and, and seeing how we can encourage each other. You know, it's just like this, you and I, it's perfect timing for us to be doing this because- of just because it's perfect timing and, you know, to encourage each other in our works and our efforts and, and it, from your heart, really being there and helping us all like, you know, we're, you're not alone in this. We've, we've, it's felt like a lonely time too. I have to say like, it's yeah. a lonely, lonely time and, and relationships have changed and partnerships have changed. And it's sort of like, if you have enough strength and courage to let to sort of let yourself change and evolve and to let, like you said earlier, some of those things that are no longer serving us just fall away like the, like the chrysalis, you know, coming out of that chrysalis and recognizing that you have wings is a major profound thing. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. I was just crawling around eating a bunch of leaves and now I can fly. What? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's going to take, you're going to have to have some support around that. And so I feel like that's also what the Pluto and Aquarius is. It's like, who is in your community? Who's in your collective small community and then the big community at large, you know? So it's sort of yeah. like we're doing this. Who Who's with me? Who's working on this too? Because I'm going to seek, I'm going to get some comfort just knowing that you're doing something. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, what's next? Are we hitting the eclipses? Want to hear more? Tune in next week for part two of our 2024 astrological forecast with Sunday Phillips. We'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Moonday Mystic by Modern Mystic Shop. Moonday Mystic is hosted and created by Kelly Knight, produced by Ariel Duncan, and inspired by magical listeners like you. 